Welcome to Not Your Cup of Tea. I'm your host, Kelsey West. Hi there. Welcome to the very first episode of Not Your Cup of Tea. I'm the host of this new podcast. I'm Kelsey West. Um, thank you so much for choosing to join me today and listen in to the very first episode. Chances are, if you're listening to this episode uh, fairly soon after it came out, either the day it came out or, you know, maybe a couple weeks after, um, you're probably somebody I know. <laughs> you're you're not a random stranger. So uh, I just want to say thank you for listening and supporting me. I currently, I'm just going to toot my own horn, um, have my very first follower. And it's my sister, my 15-year-old sister, Morgan. <laughs> um, and she was very happy to be my very first follower. And I was very happy to have her as my very first follower. Uh, This podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm in the process of trying to get it uploaded to Amazon. Um, They have a platform as well for podcasts, and there's a couple other ones, but I feel like they're a little less known, so not totally sure um, if I'm going to upload them there. But uh, like I said, I'm just glad you're, you're joining me here today. So up top, I will say... I have been battling allergies, I think is all that it is. It's felt a little bit more like a cold, but I'm pretty sure it's just allergies. Um, So my voice is a little scratchier and a little groggier than normal, which is not ideal uh, for recording the first episode. And I was going to wait until I was feeling a little better. You know, I wasn't so congested, so like nasally. But uh, if I waited any longer... Oh my gosh, can you hear that dog outside? That's my neighbor, my neighbor's dog, and they're very loud. So I apologize if you can hear that. So yeah, I went back and forth about what the first episode was going to be about. Oh, me, being nasally. Um, so if I'd waited any longer, uh, the, the, like, the due date, the published date for this podcast to come out, uh, would have already passed. <laughs> um... And I didn't want to do that. I'm trying not to procrastinate, especially because the technical technological side of doing a podcast is new to me. You know, the editing process, uploading it, getting it all done. Um, I had a lot of really good practice editing the trailer first, which was really helpful um, and actually a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be really stressful for me um, because I... I don't technically know what I am if I'm like a millennial or a Gen Z. I kind of feel like I fall right in between, but there's no in between. Um, but that's that's where I feel like I'm at. But even though I'm like a part of those age groups, I suck with working technology, getting it to function properly. I didn't know that there was a difference between like the regular storage on your phone and iCloud storage up until like maybe nine months ago. So <laughs> I was kind of nervous about doing the technological stuff for this podcast but I found a program that was free and it works super great and it's really easy to function and use and so I actually feel very confident about it which is exciting um I don't even remember what I was saying or how I got on this on this topic oh about needing to get it done in time (laughs) I'm a big procrastinator so That's why I also go off on tangents and often forget my train of thinking. Anyways, so I decided not to wait. So if I sound a little hoarse or a little scratchy, nasally, any of those things, it's because I I have been suffering from allergies. Uh, I live in the Central Valley of California, and I am surrounded by orchards, like fruit orchards. And uh, they just shook out all the trees. Um, And so all the pollen has been in the air, and it has just messed me up. So apologies for that. So I figured that the best way to open up this episode would be to introduce myself a little bit. 
Um, and then introduce the podcast, my goals for it, my idea behind it, why I chose to start it, and all of those fun things. So just a little bit about me. Uh, like I mentioned, I am somewhere in between the millennial and Gen Z uh, generational gap. Uh, I'm 24 years old. I will be 25 in March, which is crazy pants, because 25 feels like such a like old adult age to me, <laughs> and I do not feel like an adult. I do feel old occasionally. Um, like there are just things that pop up that I'm like, man, am I getting old? Um, but I don't, I don't feel, uh, as established as I should for feeling as old as I am, if that makes sense. Uh, if you're in my age range, you probably know what I'm talking about. And chances are you probably know what I'm talking about if you're someone who's not in my age range, but you're older and you were once in my, my shoes, you probably know what I'm talking about. I feel like it's a fairly common experience you know your mid-20s is like a place of figuring out who you are and where you're going next and what you're doing and all that stuff so yeah I've I've enjoyed 24 so far it has been a really good year for me which I haven't always been able to say uh, in the past few years so it's been really good um, to be 24 and I'm hoping that when 25 rolls around uh, it's just as good, if not better. Um, on the note of, of my age, just leading into a little bit about why I decided to start this podcast, is I listen to several podcasts a week. I work as a night custodian, so I work the swing shift. I work 2.30 to 11, and I'm cleaning that whole time, and I'm for the most part, I'm by myself. And so I listen to podcasts as a way to like pass the time and keep my my mind engaged with something but nearly all the podcasts I listen to in fact I don't think there's one podcast I don't listen to where the like the hosts are over 30 years old if they're not over 30 they're like on the cusp they're like 28 or 29 or they're over 30 and it's kind of nice right on the one hand because listening to a bunch of 30 year olds is helpful because they've like gotten past the like the horrendous 20s, so many people, by the time they get to 30, they're like, oh my god, I hated being 20, like, I hated my 20s, I just didn't know what I was doing, and now I'm in my 30s, and I feel more self-assured, and I know who I am, and all of those things, so it's nice being able to listen to those perspectives, and, like, be able to hear that, like, when I feel, um, kind of like insecure about my place in the world and who I'm going to be like that there are people who have been in the same place that I've been in and they figured it out and they're on the other side of it and looking back and they're like oh my gosh I'm I've, I'm great where I am now you know but on the other hand it kind of sucks <laughs> listening to a bunch of 30 year olds because they're on the other hand of it right they're like oh my gosh my 30s are done and over with I don't have to worry about it anymore I've got everything figured out and they probably don't they probably don't have everything figured out. Most people don't have everything figured out. But because of that, because there's that perspective of like, oh, I've got it all figured out, it's kind of hard to listen to sometimes as a, you know, mid-20s young woman because I'm like, gosh, listening to all these perspectives makes me feel like everybody's got it figured out then. You know, everybody knows who they are and it's just me who's still trying to put all the pieces together in a sense and that's just not true I guess I just kind of wished wished still wish um that there were a couple more podcasts out there of people my age who had a similar you know uh, perspective in that sense to be able to say hey look I, I get it I'm I'm still trying to figure it out it can be really frustrating it can be really scary um but it can also be like really exciting uh, that's kind of where I've come to right now in my life, where I would say up until about like a year and a half ago, I was in a place where I was like so scared and terrified all the time that I didn't know what I was going to do next, especially like my senior year of college and then after graduation. I was so scared that I didn't know where I was going to go next or what I was going to do next, specifically with my career, but it kind of felt like an integral part of me. I majored in psychology in college and... I really loved psychology. I still love it. It feels like a very big piece of like who I am, 
the desire to want to know more about other people and help people specifically, help people to be able to better understand themselves and know themselves. And so it was kind of frustrating because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And so I felt kind of stunted and like I was falling behind somehow, even though you can't fall behind. Everybody has their own path and their own, you know, way forward. And I'm finally in a place where I don't know what's coming next and it doesn't scare me. It's actually really exciting, which I, I can actually say that truthfully, you know, for the first time. You know, I used to kind of say that to like convince myself <laughs> that I was going to be okay and that I was going to figure it out. But I'm like just really content now with not figuring it out, not, not necessarily knowing what's next, but like having hopes and dreams for what's to come next and like try to work towards those and whatever opportunities come along, you know, following those and, you know, still working hard and doing all those things. But, um, um, so yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was a, another tangent for you. Uh, going off of my age, <laughs> which should have been like a quick, I'm 24. Okay. Let's move on. Anyways. So a little bit about my background. Uh, I'm a California girl, born and raised. I was born in the Bay Area, like the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, not in San Francisco, but just outside of it. So I'm, I kind of grew up like going into the city with my family on vacations. Not even on vacations, but like on field trips. <laughs> um, I actually took a lot of field trips into the city when I was little because I was homeschooled up until uh, after eighth grade, which... I'm sure if you are new to listening to this, you're like, oh, great, a homeschool kid. <laughs> because I feel like a lot of people kind of have that reaction, which is fair in a sense. I think that people apply this stereotype to kids who have been homeschooled that they're awkward, specifically like socially, they don't know how to interact. And I can say that that's true to an extent. Um... I think it kind of depends on what your homeschool experience was like. My mom, specifically with me, really made an effort to get me involved in, like, community things and, like, homeschool groups with other homeschooled kids um, and things like that. So that way I still had interaction. When we used to go to grocery stores or, like, Joann's, because my mom was really big into sewing when I was little, she would, like, always have me talking to the the cashier people and um, so I got a lot of, like, social interaction. I definitely would say I'm still kind of, like, a shy person, but once you get to know me, I kind of never shut up. So I was born and raised in California. Uh, I was homeschooled up until eighth grade. When we moved from the Bay Area to the Central Valley, I was in the middle of homeschooling still. I finished out my eighth grade year, and then when freshman year started, I started going to the high school here in my town. Um, going to public school was a very interesting experience, uh, after being homeschooled my whole life. A lot of people tend to ask, like, oh, like, did you love it? It was terrifying. <laughs> uh, specifically my first day and all of freshman year. <laughs> I hated going to school freshman year. Just the whole environment was completely different from what I was used to. You know, there were all these kids. They were so loud like normal for their age but because I I had been like an only oh that's another fun thing about me to know I was an only child until I was nine years old and then I got two siblings out of the deal two younger sisters who are twins and so I was like really used to being around adults and being a little bit more quiet and reserved because that got a lot of like praise from adults like oh you're such a good child for being so quiet and obedient and all of that my mom would probably contest the obedient part of that statement, but that's fine. This isn't her podcast. It's mine. <laughs> um, so I was just not used to like being around so many people my age who were so loud and so rowdy and constantly interrupting the teacher. And it was like this system, right, where if one person or a group of kids did something in class that was inappropriate or disruptive, like, the whole class got punished for it, and I was not used to that, and I thought it was really unfair. I hated having homework. 
I, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, why am I at school for eight hours a day just to come home and have, like, two to three hours of homework every night, you know? Because, like, my homework, quote-unquote, when I was homeschooled was just my schoolwork, what would be considered the schoolwork you would get done during the day. And I would be done with it by, like, noon. I'd do my lessons with my mom. I'd do the homework. I'd get it done. And then I had, like, all day. But now school was taking up my entire life, basically, is how it felt. And I hated that. I don't remember what happened, but over the summer after freshman year, I think I just kind of got more comfortable living in a new place, having new friends, a new, you know, community of people and a new support system and all of that. And so I think it made me a little bit more comfortable to just kind of be myself and not be so worried about everybody else. And so then the rest of my my high school experience was okay. My freshman year and my junior year were the worst and the hardest years of high school for me. Uh, senior year was fantastic, like the best year because I was going to be done. <laughs> and it was like such an exciting time in life. You know, when you're 17, 18, I think that's typically a pretty exciting time in life. You're figuring out where you're going, if you're getting a job after high school or if you're going to college or... Um, going into the military, like you're you're taking your next step and it's just a very exciting time and it was a very exciting time for me. I ended up choosing to go to school on the East Coast uh, at a private liberal arts university. I absolutely loved my time in college, met some of the best people I know, some of my best friends I met in college and we still meet up at least once a year and hang out and do stuff together. I actually have two friends from college who moved out here to California in the last like couple years and so we've been able to get together and it's just it's been really great having people that you know you meet in college because college can be like a very transient time for a lot of people. There's people that are transferring and and I, I went to a school um, that was heavily LDS or Mormon and so there were a lot of people who were, like, going on missions. And so there was a lot of people coming and going. And so I was very lucky that even though some of my friends were some of those people who ended up coming and then going, whether it was because they ended up getting married and then they transferred schools or whatever it might be, um, or just graduating and moving on with life, <laughs> um, that we've all stayed in contact for the most part or... Even if we don't talk super frequently, I feel like there's a genuine, reciprocated love and respect for one another, even if we don't get to see each other or talk all the time. Um, so I really love that that's part of what my college experience gave me. Uh, as I mentioned, I studied psychology in college. I was a double major. I also studied liberal arts. I decided to do liberal arts because I just like to learn about everything. I I don't really like putting myself in a box uh, in terms of anything, um, but specifically when it comes to learning. So I, I loved psychology. I didn't declare that as my major until my junior year, <laughs> even though my freshman year, I think it was second semester, I took my first psychology class, and then sophomore year, almost all of my classes were psychology classes. I was so indecisive I did not want to declare it my major and then be one of those people who like had to change their major. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but for some reason in my mind, that was not a good thing. But then my junior year, I decided to, to do that, make psychology my major. Um, but there were still so many other like classes that I wanted to take. Like there were history classes, English classes, an art class. There, there were just things that I still wanted to be able to learn and expose myself to. And thankfully, a lot of those courses and the credits and everything fell into place with the liberal arts major, which is like the whole point like of the university. They're a liberal arts university. And I'm so glad that I double majored in that and was able to get that full education that I did. I minored in creative writing, which is a big passion of mine. I don't, I don't do it nearly as often as I would like to, but I love to write. I love writing poetry, short stories. I've started several different novels. 
don't ask me if I finished them because I haven't and it's kind of disappointing to say you haven't finished them. <laughs> yeah, that's a goal of mine in the future is to publish a novel at some point. I would love to do that. I've I've thought about publishing, you know, a book of poetry and all of those things, but those are all, you know, I want to call them fever dreams, but they're not because they're, they're things I genuinely want to do, but they're oftentimes things I just think about doing more than actually <laughs> putting in the work to do and get it done. What else? What else should you know about me? Um, I'm single. I'm currently single and running a mingle. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I just looked at my notes because I wrote down like some notes of bullet points to talk about. And in the introduction of, of myself, I put a note that said currently single and finding it hard to mingle. <laughs> so that's actually so much more accurate of a summary. But uh, something about me that is very important is my dog. I have a dog. Her name is Daisy. She is the light of my life. She is the cutest, sweetest puppy that could ever exist for me, and I love her to pieces. You might occasionally hear her collar jingling in the background, um, so she might get a little, a little, uh, what is that called? Like a photobomb, but for audio? I don't know what that's called. I don't know if there's a word for that. Um, but yeah, so, so you might, you know, hear her jingle and jangling every now and then and she's currently she's currently curled up on my bed she was laying in in my sister's room and she came and scratched at the door and was like mom let me in I want to come snuggle and she came in and I've been sitting talking into a microphone and she keeps looking at me like what the heck are you doing <laughs> talking to yourself crazy lady but it's okay because she already knows that I'm crazy and uh there's not a whole lot she can do about it I think she's just accepted it at this point yeah but so I love her. Uh, her nickname is Daisy Duck, after the Disney character. And uh, I call her Ducky often. So if you ever hear me talking about Ducky, just know I'm talking about my little Daisy, who is my favorite puppy in the whole world. That's just a little bit about me. So here's the tea. <laughs> wink, wink, get it? Here's the tea on this podcast. And what it's gonna gonna be about going forward, and a little bit behind why I chose to do it. So the idea of this podcast came to me about three years ago. It was sometime in 2021. So because it was in the middle of the pandemic, I was going out for like really long walks outside by myself to like help my mental health because it was not doing great. And when I would go on these walks, initially I would like listen to music, but the music kind of got um, like overwhelming in a sense. And so I was looking for something else to listen to. And I had heard about these things called podcasts. <laughs> and so I asked for some recommendations uh, on Instagram and I got some of those recommendations and pulled them up on my phone and started listening to them. One of them was Crime Junkie, which was great because I listened to it with one of my friends and we would like yell together at the podcast like when the host would like give details about cases and stuff we'd be like what why would they do that or why didn't they do this or whatever and so that was kind of like my introduction to podcasts was being able to have that like experience with one of my really good friends we would <laughs> I'm just remembering we would sit in the McDonald's parking lot the closest McDonald's was 15 minutes away from our university and the town we lived in. So we would take like little trips and we would drive the 15 minutes to McDonald's and we would sit in the McDonald's parking lot and eat our food, specifically our McFlurries, and we would listen to Crime Junkie together. Man, that's a good time. I kind of, I mean, I didn't forget about that memory, but it's just kind of nice like when a memory comes back to you, like it's just very refreshing. So that brought me a lot of happiness thinking about that. Anyway, so that was kind of the first podcast I ever started listening to. I don't listen to it anymore. I kind of took a break from true crime stuff uh, a couple years ago. Uh, still interested in it, just don't, don't consume as much anymore. And then I also kind of sort of started listening to a podcast that's called The Bad Broadcast. It's hosted by Maddie Murphy. Um, and she was kind of the one who introduced me to the idea of doing a podcast solo. She is a solo host. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could just like sit and talk to yourself for an hour into a microphone and people would want to listen to you go on and on rambling. But it, it, it was true because she had lots of people who listened to her and I was one of those people. And so that's kind of what started me thinking like, I think I could do that because I love to talk and most of the time you can't get me to shut up once I start. So I could, I could make that work. And so I'd like thought about it, but it was kind of like a passing thought. And then I was in bed one night and I was getting ready to like fall asleep. I was like in that stage where you're like sitting there thinking about your day and you're not asleep, but you're not awake, you know? And, but I was like just sitting there thinking like about dating and about like trying to make friends and all of that fun stuff because a lot of my friends had just graduated the year previous and I was just, you know, kind of, what's the word? I was kind of throwing myself a pity party, I guess, feeling like nobody understood me or liked me or like would want to be my friend, kind of, (laughs) or in the context of like dating would want to date me. And part of that is because I was severely depressed (laughs) at that time. Part of it was COVID. Part of it was just my chemicals being out of whack and genetics. And so... I was just like having like this really hard time before I was falling asleep and I just trying to like console myself. I said to myself, it's okay because you're just not everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. You know, like I don't even like tea. I don't drink tea and that's okay. Like I like soda. I like hot chocolate. I love drinking milk, which people who hate drinking milk don't come at me. But I was like, there's so many other options and there's so many other things that better suit me than like herbal tea because I don't like herbal tea, right? And so I was like trying to apply that that metaphor to myself and just reminding myself that it's okay and that the like people who will get you and understand you and love you will just like find you um, because they'll be attracted to who you are authentically in that sense. And so I had had that that thought, like, okay, you're just not everyone's cup of tea. And then as I was laying there one night, a separate night, um, I was like, that's the name of my, my podcast. That's going to be the name of my podcast is Not Your Cup of Tea, which is crazy because at that time there was no way in hell that I was going to start a podcast. I had no no clue where to start for that, like how to even get started to do it. Um, I was in the middle of my senior year, like just trying to survive school and get through it and get to graduation. So there was no way like that the podcast dream was going to come to fruition in that time in my life. But I, I wrote it down in a note in my phone and I said, this is the title for my podcast. And so I've had the name of this podcast for a really long time. And when I graduated college, I moved back to California with my back home, like with my family. And I'd been home like maybe a year work, just like working and, you know, trying to pay back that fun student loan I've got. And the idea for doing a podcast kept coming to me because I was like listening to podcasts more because of my job. And the more I listened to different podcasts and kind of like broadened my my horizons for the podcast uh, opportunities, I was like feeling more competent or confident in feeling like I could do it. But I was still kind of nervous and didn't know where to start. I did a little bit of research and it just felt too overwhelming. Like I didn't, like I still wouldn't know how to do it or like be able to do it right. And so it was just an idea that kept passing and coming and going and all those fun things. And then at the beginning of this year, I I don't know what it was, but it was just kind of like that heavy cloud that had been sitting on me for a long time just kind of lifted. And I had this renewed sense of optimism and hopefulness for the future in all aspects. And in like February, maybe March, I like seriously started thinking about this podcast. I was like, you know, I think I could really do it, but I really wanted to get the artwork done first for the podcast. Like I felt like that was really going to kind of help set the tone for what the podcast would be 
um, and the message I kind of wanted to send with it because the artwork is like the first thing you see when you look up a podcast. And so I started working on the artwork like back in February and it just did not look the way that I had envisioned it, like what I wanted it to look like. And so I was like, okay, I guess it just means I'm not supposed to do the podcast. (laughs) And so I put it off. I came back to it like in April. I worked on it again. Didn't love it. Over the summer, I decided, okay, well, maybe I don't need to like draw the artwork. Maybe I just need to do like a little mini photo shoot with myself and take photos, right? And so I did that and I got this cute little teacup and a little teapot and took photos with it did not like the photos, did not vibe with it. And so I was like, okay, like this still is not coming together. I don't know what to do. And so again, I kind of put it on pause. And then I was listening to this podcast called We Kind of Apologize uh, by Marty Nicole. And she was saying that she was going to stop doing the podcast like in May. I think it was in May, May or June, somewhere around there. Um, because she's a photographer and she's got two kids and she was like, I just need to reprioritize, uh, what I want to do. And the podcast is feeling more like work than it is feeling enjoyable. She had started out doing the podcast with her sister and then her sister had to stop for personal reasons. And, and so she kept going with it and she was just like, I feel like, you know, like I did this podcast for myself and I feel like it's reached as far as it can go. And I'm content with that. And I felt like I was very inspired, quite frankly, by the fact that she had like an, uh, had this self-awareness to say, okay, like this, this thing that I've created is no longer serving me in the way that I would like it to. It's, it's feeling more like a hindrance um, to my progress, to my creativity, and it's time to let it go. Like, I can let it go. I was super inspired by that, which is funny because in her case, it was like ending the podcast, but it was like inspiring for me to start a podcast. So it was kind of ironic in that sense. And so I actually like just messaged her on Instagram and I was like, hey, I am so sorry to bother you, but would you mind like answering a couple questions I have about starting a podcast. I've done some research on Google and I just have like some very technical questions that I have no idea what to do with like X, Y, and Z. And if you, if you don't want to answer, like, cause I know creators, you know, don't always want to like share the secret sauce, you know, cause it's like what they've done to create their brand or build their business. And it feels, um, not necessarily cheapened, but, you know, there's a kind of security you want to keep to what you've created, you know, and so I wanted to, like, respect that, and so I was like, if, if you don't want to share this, totally fine, I respect that, and she messaged me back, and she was like, oh my gosh, I'd be more than happy to answer your questions, uh, it hit me, and so I, I loaded all these questions on her, she sent me recommendations for equipment, she answered all my questions, she was so super supportive, and so it was just, it was such a lovely interaction, and it just gave me more um, confidence uh, to be able to do it. You know, I feel like sometimes people can be gatekeepers of information that can help other people be successful in something, and she was not like that at all. She was like, no, please, like, here's what I used, here's how I used it, this is what I did, but you don't have to do it that way, it's just what was easiest for me, and just having access to that information was so, so, so helpful, and then after that, after having, like, that conversation with her, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Her laying it out for me made me realize that I had just kind of been building it up in my head as to how, like, difficult it would be, and I was like, none of this is so difficult that I wouldn't already know how to do it or I couldn't learn. That's <laughs> that's something about me that's kind of funny is like, I believe that I can do just about anything I put my mind to. Doesn't matter how hard it is or how challenging, like I will get it done. I will figure it out. That is just kind of how I am, um, unless I don't want to. If I don't want to do it, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> but with the podcast, I wanted to do it. And so I was like, okay, I'm doing it. So then I looked at, you know, equipment, figured out what I wanted to do with equipment. It wasn't until like maybe two months ago that I finally figured out my artwork, like my artwork came together for what I wanted. 
to have the podcast look like. Finally got the color scheme together like maybe a few weeks ago because that I was really struggling with the color scheme for some reason. Now I'm here. I bought the equipment one weekend. I just said, okay, I'm going to do it. And I, I worked DoorDash on the side after work after my full-time job and I worked a weekend doing DoorDash and made the money to buy my equipment and bought the equipment so then I didn't have an excuse to like chicken out and not do it and so now here we are making it happen um and because the artwork is kind of like what got me started on making this into a reality. Um, I'm, I want to start there a little bit because the artwork is really uh, kind of symbolic of myself. So the artwork I created, it's something that I made um, myself, like I designed it and all that. And it's of a soda cup that the lid is kind of like pushed off and there's soda spilling out of it into like a teacup that is catching it. You know, tying into this idea of the title, not not your cup of tea, I thought it was very fitting to have something that is not tea be spilling into the teacup, right? But specifically, the image of the soda cup was really important because, and this might sound kind of silly, but the soda cup is me and the teacup is other people. The soda that is spilling out of the soda cup is representative of my emotions, my thoughts, just my authentic self. For a really long time, and by a really long time, I kind of mean my whole life, Um, I've, I've had an anxiety disorder my whole life and it was not officially diagnosed until I was like a sophomore in college because I didn't realize that it was like a problem. (laughs) Um, I knew it was a problem, but I thought it, it was like just a me problem that nobody else, uh, was experiencing what I, I was experiencing, I, I knew it was anxiety. I, I labeled it as anxiety the way that I would feel and the way that I would like stress out over things, but I didn't realize that like there were proper ways to treat it or handle it. Like I thought I was just stuck the way that I was and I had to like just learn to manage it myself, which was not working, by the way. <laughs> and so I started going to therapy in college which absolutely changed my life. It gave me the opportunity to evaluate myself and have more emotional uh, intelligence about myself and about how to react to other people and all those things. But so because my whole life I've been a very anxious person, especially when I was little, like I can remember having the anxiety thoughts as young as like five or six, it consumed me even as a child. And so because of that, it gave me a complex about how other people would perceive me. And it gave me a lot of people-pleasing tendencies. And it's just been the last like three or four years that I've really started to shed those false perceptions that my anxiety disorder kind of created for me. So because I grew up with anxiety, I have always felt very compressed, like very much like I have have to hold everything in all the time. I have to keep it all in. And it made me feel kind of like the soda cup that was so full that the edges were bulging outwards and the lid was getting ready to burst off and everything that I'd been keeping inside like just needed to get out it needed to spill and for the longest time I didn't want I didn't want it to overflow I didn't want it to spill my feelings my thoughts my opinions any of that because not everyone is going to be accepting of that that's just natural but it's also scary to be vulnerable and decide to open up and and be yourself with other people who might not accept you as that and so for a really long time I just kept shoving the lid on the soda cup to keep everything in I guess specifically with starting this podcast this is a way for me to let the lid pop open and let some of it spill out and let it land where it may. I hear a lot from podcasters that get a lot of negative feedback about their podcast that they'll sometimes just try to like change their content or change the way they speak about something to make it more like appeasing to the listener and it's usually just listener like singular 
because like one person, the loudest person chose to complain about something, but it's a podcast. You get to choose to listen to it if you want to listen to it. That is, that's your prerogative, your choice to be here. It's kind of like that teacup in my artwork. Like it's your choice if you want to put a teacup under and and catch what I have to give because I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Like my soda cup is not full of tea. It's full of I don't know. What's my favorite soda? Cream soda. It's full of cream soda. Oh my God. I love cream soda. It is full of cream soda and not everybody is a so cream soda person and that is okay. And you don't, you don't have to drink it if you're not a cream soda person, you know? So I guess I just kind of wanted to like, like with the name of the podcast and the artwork, just address that up front, like that this is not going to be for everyone. And that that I'm okay with that and that you should be okay with that. Like, if you choose to listen now and stop listening in the future, that's your choice and that that's okay. Because I'm giving myself the permission to be myself. And it's kind of interesting because it's this is kind of a very public way to do it. <laughs> and yet it feels right which is also kind of weird because I'm a very private person. (laughs) I don't like sharing things about myself, but I think I'm finally at a point where it's so exhausting keeping it in all the time that you just got to have an outlet to like let it out and to share your feelings because there's no other way for you to find people to connect with and to share any sort of intimate or meaningful experience with if if you're not being yourself, if you're keeping it in all the time. I, I have a really, really great friend. Her name is Ellie. Shout out to Ellie if you're listening to this. She's currently in Ireland living her best life. So my friend Ellie and I, when we were in college, we used to take hikes. And we were on this one hike that by in all regards should have been like a miserable hike and it kind of was because it was cold and it was raining the whole time and my friend Ellie didn't have like actual tennis shoes on she had like sandals which why was she doing this I don't know because like I said it was raining her feet were wet and it was already cold like it was like 35 40 degrees (laughs) it was like middle of February like it was freezing so why did she choose to wear sandals on like a six mile hike I have no idea, but it should have been a miserable hike, but it wasn't. It was such a fun time. (laughs) We got to our destination on the hike, which was supposed to be on the top of this mountain, and it was supposed to have like a 360 view, but because it was raining, it was completely fogged up, couldn't see anything, but we had such great conversation our whole hike up to our destination and the whole hike back down. So on the way back from the top, after not seeing the view we were hoping for. We got on the topic of nicknames somehow. I don't even remember how. And she made a comment about either not understanding why people didn't like nicknames or not understanding why people get upset like when people mispronounce their name or something like that. Like, you know, like when you're in a class and they do roll call and they mispronounce your name maybe because it's spelled differently or maybe it's a name from your culture or country that is not familiar to the Western culture. And I just, I didn't want to disagree with her. Like that's always my natural instinct is to not disagree with someone just for the sake of not causing tension or conflict or anything like that. Like that's just kind of how I am. But I decided instead to say, well, you know, I can kind of understand why that would be like frustrating or why someone wouldn't want to go by a nickname. Um, Specifically in the case of like having your name mispronounced, like that would get really frustrating. Your name encompasses like a lot of your identity and who you are, you know? I said, so to have someone get that wrong all the time, it's kind of like not, not quite an attack, but a little bit on your identity, on who you are as a person especially when it gets to the point where maybe someone mispronounces your name and doesn't care that they mispronounced it, like they don't try to get it right, you know? I said, I can understand how that would be like really hurtful to somebody. And she kind of stopped and she goes, you know, I've never thought about it that way. Like that that's an important piece of who you are as a person is your name because that that is, like you said, how you identify. Like when people call to you, they call you by your name. And she goes, thank you so much for saying that. And I said, yeah, no, it's okay. I didn't want to sound like I was like, you know, arguing or disagreeing with you. She's all, no, not at all. Like, 
I really appreciate hearing your perspective on that because I never would have thought about it that way. That experience, that very small, short conversation, ever since then has really shaped how I've decided to go about sharing my opinion and sharing my thoughts and feelings. I still very much am a person who likes to think before I speak, but beforehand I used to be a person that thought too much before I spoke that I would think myself out of speaking altogether. Now I am just at that place where I can share it and just let it fall where it may. So I just had this really profound personal experience when I was doing some self-reflection and realizing that I had been repressing a lot um, of myself with other people. I realized that one of the roadblocks to starting this podcast was admitting to myself that I like to hear myself talk. which sounds really conceited and narcissistic, but I just realized that my voice matters. It might not always matter to other people. It might not be useful for other people or important for other people to hear what I have to say, but it's important for me to be able to hear what I have to say. And I guess I just realized that I felt for a long time very desperate to be heard. You know, initially, I was looking to be heard by other people, wanting to get validation through other people. I realized that I really wanted to be heard by myself. It's hard to know yourself when you're trying to hide from yourself. I guess this podcast is a way for me to finally hear myself. And maybe along the way, by me doing this for myself, it'll be able to help someone else you know, to feel less alone in their experience and less alone in how they feel. I think that that is a really beautiful gift that we as humans have the ability to give one another is the opportunity to feel understood and not alone in our in our personal experiences, you know. Not everyone goes through the exact same thing and can relate on the ex- exact same level or to the exact same extent but we have a really beautiful opportunity to be able to see another person and say I've been through what you've been through I I know how hard it is or how joyful it is or you know any of those things and and it's just a beautiful thing so yeah because it's it's a beautiful thing that we can give to one another I'm hoping that as I do this for myself that it will be able to help other people so yeah so I guess that 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 that's what this podcast is, is it's an opportunity to, to find my voice, and, um, maybe in some way you'll be able to hear yourself, uh, reflected back. I am hopeful to make this podcast a safe space. I am going to make this a place that I would want to feel safe in, and hopefully that creates a space that will help you feel safe. I mean that specifically in the sense of, like, emotionally safe. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I hope that this can be a space where you can can see some sort of similarity in yourself and feel heard in some regard. Not only through what I have to say, but getting listener submissions. I want to make this podcast interactive. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting listener submissions and being able to read them on the podcast for different topics and questions that we cover. Oh, speaking of which, topics and things that this podcast is going to cover, haven't even touched on that. Basically, uh, what you'll notice about most podcasts is that they have a theme or some sort of genre or niche that they focus on, like pop culture or horror stories or comedy and this podcast does not have a specific genre. I would say that it's just a podcast about the human experience. I think that's the best way to kind of summarize it. There are a lot of different topics and things that I want to cover from things that are very silly and funny and nonsensical and mediocre in the grand scheme of things, but there's also things that I want to talk about that are really important and and meaningful. And because of that, I didn't want to put like a specific label on the podcast. I just want to be able to talk about anything and everything and be able to share my thoughts and opinions on it and hopefully have guests on over time who can share their thoughts and opinions and we can have some really deep intellectual conversations about them. In the trailer for for this podcast, I mentioned a couple of those things, uh, just talking about dating and relationships, travel, uh, religion, psychology, 
mental health, you know, just things that we experience as humans and find to be important and impactful to our human experience are just kind of the things that I want to cover. So stay tuned for that. I'm really, really excited to eventually have guests on. I was hopeful to have one on uh, this month, to have one of my friends on this month for like a spooky Halloween episode, but just because of timing in the way that I decided to get this podcast started, I don't think that'll that'll happen, but I am really hopeful to have a guest on soon. Initially, I think it'll just be people I know, like friends and family. Uh, I know people, I have people in my life who all have very interesting uh, life stories, but I also would love to have like some of my college professors come on, uh, specifically for topics we cover about like psychology and sex education, those kinds of things to have, you know, a real expert come on and be able to have a conversation about those things. And in the future, this podcast gets, you know, a fairly good following of listeners. I would love to have other podcasters on. I think that'd be super fun and very cool to be able to to expand into the community of podcasting that way. And on the note of broadening viewership or listenership, it is a goal of mine to make this podcast uh, profitable, to monetize it. I would love to be able to make this a full-time gig because I feel like it would just really free up my time not limiting me to working a nine to five so that way I could work on a novel and travel more and you know just have the freedom to really experience life at a point in time where I'm physically and mentally like capable to do so. I think that it's been a norm for a really long time to work 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 you know the 40 hour work week the more than 40 hour work week um in the hopes that, like, once you retire in your 60s or 70s even, that then you get to go travel, then you get to write the novel, then you get to pick up new hobbies and do things. I think there's something wrong with that. <laughs> because oftentimes, by the time you're in your 60s and your 70s, not only do you have a lot of, uh, like, physical ailments that can prevent you from doing the things that you've always wanted to do, like, I don't know, hike the Great Wall of China or climb Mount Everest or maybe not even do something so physically strenuous, but just travel and go to a different country, you know? Maybe that's harder for you because of your current health conditions as you've aged, but also you just don't have the same stamina, the same energy, the the same ability to focus and want to do new things like start new hobbies. You know, it, it gets so much harder as you get older because the, the neurons in your brain like start dying. <laughs> it literally makes it impossible to learn new things and be able to, to let those new things stick. All that, you know, depends on like your lifestyle and what you eat and how you fuel your brain and all of those things. But, you know, I just think it's such a shame that we expect people to work, work, work so hard and give everything they have to only then experience life in their old age when it's often a lot more difficult to experience and appreciate it in your old age. So it would be a dream to be able to do this because it's something I could pick up and take with me for traveling, for if I decide to move, um, if I go back to grad school, it would be a great great thing to be able to have to provide for myself and support myself and get myself through school. So it would be a dream to make this into something more than just a hobby, which is what it is for now. And that's okay. It's not going to happen overnight. It takes hard work, but I am willing to put in the hard work. So thank you so much for joining me for the very first episode of Not Your Cup of Tea. This episode uh, was probably a little bit all over the place, and that's because I'm, I'm new to this. Staying on topic while only talking to yourself is very difficult in and of itself, but I have a hard time staying on topic in a conversation normally with like another human being. So, <laughs> so this was probably a little all over the place. Uh, thank you for sticking, sticking through it and bearing with me as I figure it out and work out all the kinks with organization and figuring out a smooth pace and style and all of those things. So just thank you so much. In, <laughs> in my announcement for the podcast, in the trailer, on social media, all of those things, I did say that there were going to be 
new episodes every Wednesday. That is going to be the release date for the podcast. Uh, however, you might have noticed that this first episode is getting released on a Sunday. Why did I do this, you may ask? <laughs> Why not, you know, release it on a Wednesday? Because that makes sense if that's what you're planning on doing. Well, I was trying to be sneaky tricky and give you two episodes in one week, one on Sunday and then one on Wednesday, like kind of double fist ya. Oh, that kind of sounded wrong. Never mind. But I just wanted to give you guys, uh, you know, two episodes in one as like a celebratory first week of the podcast. However, I overestimated how long it would take me to edit the episode. And it's it's a little bit more extensive just in terms of time uh, that it takes to just kind of edit out. I don't know if you guys know this, <laughs> but I say like, um, and and. Like, see, I just did it now. A lot. I say them a lot. I use a lot of filler words when I'm talking. It's mostly because I have a hard time processing what I'm going to say next. And so I have to like pause and think and then speak. <laughs> Remember that whole thinking before I speak thing? So it just, um, it makes it a little difficult <laughs> in the editing process because the likes and the ums and the ands get a little bit distracting. I just want to kind of clean it up a little bit so that way it's smoother for you to listen to. So I'm currently doing that right now, editing that out and making it smoother, making it a smoother process. Uh, the other reason why we're not getting two episodes on top of you know, the time it's taking me to edit is that I'm going away this weekend with a friend of mine for a little like girls weekend away. Uh, I took off time from work and we're going to go into San Francisco and see a comedy show. We're going to go do a spa day. It's just going to be like a whole great, fun, relaxing, hopefully <laughs> weekend. And I was going to try to get both of the episodes done before then and I just did not have time. So unfortunately, you're only going to be getting one episode this week. I, I mean, I could have just done this one episode and not even told you and you wouldn't have known the difference. <laughs> but I felt like I wanted to be transparent about the fact that I kind of overestimated <laughs> the amount of time it would take. So yeah, I just wanted to be transparent about that. I don't even know why. I just did. <laughs> so there you go. The next episode will be coming out Wednesday, October 25th. That episode is going to be about boring facts. It's based on this tweet that I saw from a teacher and I'll explain it in next week's episode. I'll post a little bit about it on social media and you can comment a boring uh, fact about yourself and I can share it on the podcast, which I'm super excited about to start like interacting and getting listener submissions and reacting to them on the podcast. That's one of the things I've been most excited for. I'm really looking forward to that. So stick around. I am happy that you're here. Follow me on Instagram at notyourcupoftea dot or period uh, podcast to get, you know, updates behind the scenes, see what's coming up, to be able to answer the questions and prompts and things like that for upcoming episodes. And this is so cringy of me to say, but I'm like kind of excited to say it. <laughs> so do all the things like subscribe share with your friends if this episode was at all interesting or funny or thought-provoking or even if you're like feeling pity for me because you're like wow this sucked <laughs> feel free to share it out of pity it helps me either way hopefully I will say so I broke up this this um just real tangent real quick <laughs> I broke up the this episode because when I first recorded the episode all the way through and I finished the ending saying that I was going to have an episode on Wednesday and then timeline did not work and so I was like I have to re-record the ending and fix it <laughs> so that way the listeners know what's going on and because there's been a little bit of a break between when I recorded majority of the episode and this part I got my first follower on Instagram that is a stranger, <laughs> which sounds really weird, but 
all of the people that had followed me since I announced it to all my friends and family on social media, all of the people following the podcast on Instagram were thus family and friends. And somebody found the Instagram and started following it. And this is a person I don't know. So I don't know if anybody had already like shared it with friends and they checked it out or if they just happened to come across it in the algorithm. I don't know how how that works on Instagram. I'm still trying to figure all that out from like a, a business standpoint and trying to make money from that and all that fun stuff. So shout out if you are listening right now, stranger who followed me on Instagram, just know that it made me so excited. I screenshotted it (laughs) to remember the moment and I'm so excited you're here. Just one more time, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be kickstarting this new adventure. I I feel like I need like a catchphrase or something to, to end it so you know it's over, but I don't know what to say. I feel like it's something that's going to have to come to me uh, as we go, you know, as time goes on. Um, So yeah, uh, I'll see you next week. Okay, bye!